Welcome again to another edition of the Red Reporter Podcast. I'm your host, BK, and alongside me in studio this week, we have Scott, as always. Scott, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, everybody? All right, and uh, on the phone, we have Carrie, who is evidently way too busy to join us from five miles away. Carrie, what's up? What's up? The pains of being a parent. That happens. Calling from, like, Mount Lookout, it's like... 0.75 miles away, man. Yeah. And uh, we have a special guest this week. Um, joining us is the statistician from Fox Sports Ohio and, I guess, Red Reporter Emeritus manager. Ma- yeah. 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 Manager Emeritus. Yeah. I guess I guess that's a good title. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know what he would like to be called, but Joel Luckup is with us. Joel, I, I try to avow myself of any association with Red Reporter. So thanks as, for bringing that up. As you probably should, although we we kind of have to mention it. I know no, that's fine. It's good to be here, guys. I would have come join you too, but I don't like you guys. That's that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, yeah but we already knew uh, that. At least at least you had a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> All well, right. the check is in the mail on this one, right? Of course. Yeah. I'm big time now. Those are those are eight months worth of page clicks we're giving you. <laughs> yeah, and then we're this for doing this for letting you shill your book on this. We get to be the hundred and first thing Reds fans should do before they die next time, right? Sure, fantastic. That'll work. You and everybody else. Oh. Yeah. oh. All right. <laughs> Cool. All right, well, uh, let's just uh, get started. It's been probably, what, two or three weeks since the last time we, we had one of these things. A good fortnight. confession? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bless me, Father. <laughs> yeah. It has been a fortnight since my last confession. That's what we really should call this. The, the Red, Red Reporter the, fortnight? The Red, the Red Reporter confessional booth. Mm. So, uh... Confessional by the dashboard line. But just to uh, update you, where we're... Rec- at the point where we're recording, um, the Reds are about to play the Astros in Houston for the final game of that series. There are ten games left in the season, um, counting tonight. And by the time this gets released, there'll probably be real nine or eight with the off day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, um, really, what we want to just uh, let's let's talk about that to start off um, with. You know, right now the Reds are kind of in a dogfight in the division with. Pittsburgh and uh, and St. Louis. St. Louis is up two and a half games on the Reds. Uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, is a game back from them, if I'm not mistaken. Which would that, leave us one and right? a half behind Pittsburgh. So I We're one so. and a half behind Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then the Nationals, obviously the hottest team in baseball, what, four and a half behind us coming into tonight, I believe. So um, first, uh, first topic of discussion tonight, what do the Reds have to do to lock up the division? Or, or a playoff spot. Well, as future people already know, the people who are hearing this two days from now, right. the Reds are only a game behind St. Louis. Okay. And they're uh, what? I don't. I can't do the math. They're tied with the with the Pirates. Is that what it would be? I don't know. I'm just being. I'm BSing. Right, uh, right. Personally, winning the my my feeling is winning the division is um, it's a long shot mainly because. Uh, they really have to have a lot of things go the right way with the Cardinals. I know it's only two and a half games um, as we sit right now, but uh, you know they they really at this point just need to focus on catching the Pirates because that's the only thing they can control, and right. that's because they have those six games against the Pirates. So you know, and then you kind of have to hope that um, 
that the Cardinals hit a cold streak and let the Reds uh, make up that extra ground. Right. And it's it doesn't really help us that the Cardinals have of the three teams the easiest schedule from here on out. So Well, that's uh, partly just because the Pirates and the Reds play each other. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. The rest the rest of the team that we the we play are pretty awful. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's certainly true and I guess uh, in order to uh, overtake St. Louis, we almost have to hit an inside flush in addition to uh, doing what we normally need to do against the Pirates. Yeah. So, you know, I think in terms of expectations, what I at least like to see is to put ourselves in a situation where, you know, game 163 is at least in Great American Ballpark against either the Pirates or maybe even the Nationals, who the heck knows at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and if we overtake the Pirates, or if we overtake the Pirates, chances are we very well may also see the Nationals come upon their stoop as well. That that would that, be that, ideal. That'd be a little bit far fetched, right? Wouldn't they have to basically win out and the Pirates have to lose everything but one or two games for the Nationals to catch the Pirates? Or am um, I, well, my math room. The, a little bit off there. I yeah. think the Pirates could be like go like three and something or whatever. Yeah, which is exactly what's okay. going to happen when we're done with them for six games. Well, that's yeah. true. That's Hopefully, true. it's it's better than that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. I think I think they need to do work against the teams that they know they can beat. I think it's, what, the Mets for three, and then the Astros tonight, but that's that doesn't really factor into this podcast. That's in more ways than one. You know, they, 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 but they need to not slip up against the Mets like they did against the Cubs and the Brewers last week. And I think, you know, obviously they need to win probably four of six from the Pirates realistically to have a shot at that. So that's the truth, Ruth. Yeah. And uh, I guess just going into what's happened in the past week, Johnny Cueto um, started Monday night's game in uh, in Houston. Nice rehab start. Yeah, not not bad for a rehab start. I believe he went uh, five innings. You know, five or six innings. Mm, I'm but not sure. I believe he went five innings. Why don't we ask our resident statistician? I don't know. I'm off this week. <laughs> oh, that's right. You haven't been watching the Reds at all this week, have you? Well, well. I mean, I watch for like a couple innings, and then by the time they're up by six or seven runs on the uh, on the Astros, then I stop watching. So, um, you know, it, uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, was it it was six innings. No, it was five innings. I don't know. Right. Hold on. <laughs> Give me one second. Exactly. You. Now, now you know innings. what I'm going to. It was five through. innings. Okay. It was five yeah. innings. He struck out five, walked one, gave up five hits, zero runs. There, you got it. There it is. There it is. Yeah, you can, there, the Reds couldn't have planned that any better, though, with the his like you said rehab start coming against the Astros. I mean, yeah, I mean you're basically you're basically facing a Triple A lineup with that, right? And they came out today and said that he would be starting on Monday as well versus the Mets, which okay. we expected. But so I mean, those are two uh, reasonably weak teams to kind of get your arm ready for the playoffs with. Right. We just won't know exactly what we're getting uh, when it comes time, although I suppose he could theoretically start game 162 if they right. needed him to, just, which would be against a playoff-quality team. I was just looking at that, too. So, yeah, his third start, if they decided to go that way, would be yeah against uh, the Pirates there. Yeah, the and I think game, he threw so. at least 80 pitches last time out. He did, yeah. 82 to be exact. Yeah. No. yeah so so he's, strikes. he's working his way up, and 
obviously the Reds have a lot of bullpen arms right now that they can kind of lean on. So Another promising thing from, uh, I guess, Tuesday night was the return of Sean Marshall while yeah. we are on bullpen arms. Yeah. He had a nice-looking curveball that we hadn't seen this year prior to his injuries. So yeah, I don't, I don't think he got a, a fastball over 90 in that, in that outing. I think he threw 16 pitches or something. But That's true. I, I mean, mean it's, it's probably a cause for concern a little bit. But, um, you know, he looked good in the, his, his appearance. I mean, is, that, is he going to make the playoff roster? Yes. You think? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any real doubt about that. I mean, I think this whole he's got to earn his way back and stuff is just their way of, you know, saying that uh, they're they're trying not to piss off the players that are already on the roster. Yeah. But I mean, any idiot can see that um, having Sean Marshall in your bullpen is better than not having Sean Marshall in your bullpen. Well, yeah, who's going to take his place, Zach Duke? I mean, what's well, but then again, <laughs> well, it, I mean, he you probably have... wouldn't be a lefty. Would be he'll probably take somebody like Alfredo Simon's spot, which is a shame because Simon's been good. Um, yeah. But he's just. You know, you're going to have probably in that bullpen. You're already going to have Mike Leake, and you're going to have uh, um, Tony Singrani. So you're not going to need somebody like uh, Alfredo right. Simon to come in in the third inning. And if Al- if Alfredo Simon's pitching in the seventh or eighth inning, then they're probably losing by four or five runs anyway. Right. Yeah, I think um, you know with with Singrani there, I and you know Chapman from the left side as well. Manny Parra has probably earned his way there. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, I don't... Do you think... Is Sean Marshall 100%? Do we do we know that? I mean, I don't know if you have that many spots available for a guy that might not be 100% right now. Well, in all honesty, with Dr. Poking Stick, do we really know if any red is 100%? <laughs> yeah, but with 10 games left, I think... The Reds will have a good chance to figure out if he is 100%. That's then, that's probably true. Yeah, they can make that determination then. But I mean, we're we're going to assume that the Reds are going to bring Singrani in the bullpen. I think I think he's probably that setup guy. I mean, if unless you do, he's not healthy, I don't see any reason not to assume that. I I would agree, but if you have that extra like if you have that extra guy that you need to get in there and Marshall though, who goes? You know, is is. Dusty going to put four lefties in his playoff bullpen? I mean, no. that'd be. Well, yeah, don't, don't ask him don't or he with, will. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, it's kind of playing with fire, but. Two of the lefties aren't actually loogies, even though they'll get treated like loogies. But Sangrani and, and Marshall are definitely not loogies. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. really. Well, I can, I Chapman is neither. using Sangrani in, you know, a non loogie situation, but he's shown with Marshall that he's pretty much just views him as a loogie. Mm-hmm. I, I think the the issue, and, and it's weird to say this about a guy with a three twenty ERA, but the issue is Mike Leake, mm-hmm. because you kind of you know he kind of deserves to be on the playoff roster, but I mean, are you seriously going to start Mike? He's not going to start in the LDS if they make it to the LDS because they only need three starters in the LDS, mm-hmm. and even though Dusty will probably use four, um, he's not going to start. I mean, he, he's not going to start over Arroyo. And obviously, with the way they're working Cueto, they want him to start. They won't, they don't want him in the bullpen. So, are, you know, is anybody going to feel comfortable with Mike Leake coming into a game after the second or third inning? Well, if we end up See, in a situation that's... where we were last year, I mean, now that LaCure is essentially the setup man, mm-hmm. if Cueto does have to go out in the first or second inning, knock on wood, 
you know, I don't think, uh, you know, we could afford to have, to not have somebody like Leak on the roster. Well, you have already. I mean, Sangrani's not going to, you don't need to use him um, as a lefty special. Yeah, I mean, Sangrani, he can be your Cueto insurance. Sangrani could throw five or six innings realistically. If he's he's healthy, obviously. If he's healthy. And, you know, at this point, he had one great start, and then his velocity went back down with his back spasms again. Yeah. So he's he's a wild card as well in terms of health and reliability. I mean, we might yeah. have to I burn mean, two starters for two innings. That's the thing. That's that's the toughest thing, I think, mm-hmm. is that, you know, really the Reds have – they have a lot of questions about roster for the playoffs. And it's – you know, we're coming down to the last couple weeks of the season. Like, it's pretty rare to see a team in – with that many options that doesn't really know exactly what they're doing yet. I mean, a lot of this is going to depend on how Marshall looks. It's going to depend on how Cueto gets through these two starts that he's going to have probably. I mean, we're assuming that he's going to have two more starts. Well, but, I mean, I don't know. And, and what just... happens if Nick Massett is ready too? <laughs> <laughs> then Billy Hamilton is S-O-L. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Hamilton's gone. Well, I'd much rather take this embarrassment of riches than have to determine. Well, do we really want somebody like Lance Lynn yeah. starting a game? Or boy, if only we had uh, you know a couple of extra uh, corner infielders to put us together. Like uh, I guess maybe uh, at this point the Royals have that issue, don't they? Yeah. Well, the Royals aren't a playoff team. Maybe you don't know that. I, I I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, while we're on the uh, pitching, I'm interested. What are your guys' thoughts on the uh, the retooled or I guess reordered rotation with uh, Reynolds pitching tonight uh, to give Latos the start tomorrow? Uh, See, Astros. Good. Who cares? Yeah, I was I was a little perplexed by that, um, just because I know that they had kind of set it up so that Latos was going to get that game one sixty three and. As it stands now, it looks like Latos still could get that game. What it what it does for you is it gives you the option to start Latos versus the Pirates the second time through. Right. If if final he, game of the season, if no, well, no, he he would start he would start that first game that first game uh, of that series. So skip yeah. so, they start. So well, yeah. So basically, what it comes down to is now they have this option. Where they're assuming Greg Reynolds can handle the Astros, which why wouldn't you assume that he's pitched really well against AAA pit, uh, hitting this year? Hey-o. Yeah. Um, so you know, then you have that option of having Latos come back through, and on that Wednesday, um, you know, they may even they may say he's going to be the starter, and then change their mind if uh, if things are going where they feel like they need that extra oomph going into the Pirates series. Although if Cueto pitches really well on Monday. Um, he'll be your game 162 starter, and then you can just say with Latos, okay, you're going to start against the Mets. We're going to be ready. We'll be ready. It all depends on what their needs are. Yeah. And I think that's really kind of the idea is that it's just giving them that flexibility to be able to uh, you know, move pitchers around so that um, they can use Latos when it's most effective for them. Right. And it's, you know, with two off days right now going in, I mean, everybody's kind of fresh right now, or at least they will be within the next week. So there's that we have uh, this Thursday off with and basically you almost have two off days as far as your rotation is concerned with Reynolds starting against the Astros. So unfortunately, your bullpen doesn't. Yeah, but there's plenty of guys out there though. Yeah. So I think I think I think Nick Cristiani can handle the Astros if need be. So that would be the team then he can handle. 
Yeah. Curtis Parch. Curt- Curtis Parch is going to get some innings. Every week we like to, you know, send out a question. And I apologize to Carrie, you hasn't heard this question yet. But, all right. Um, speaking of uh, playoff roster construction, if there's one guy on the bubble, the proverbial bubble, I guess you could say, that... Yes. That uh, your teams with the R- the gonna... players with the RPIs between thirty two and sixty four. Right, you're who's the twenty fifth man on the playoff roster. That you know people may you may not you may not think to put there. Well, I think the only the only uh, player that fits in that category is Billy Hamilton. Right, and I think it's probably right now it's. It's looking to me, at least, like um, they're given serious consideration to putting him on the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is then who gets left off? Well, I mean, has Xavier Paul done anything in the last month? It I mean, seems like he, he, times. he's barely played in the last right. month. Since, pretty much since Ludwig has come back, you've barely ever seen Xavier Paul. Yeah. yeah but uh, doesn't it seem that that's Dusty's favorite pinch hitter? Uh. I, I guess. I mean, I mean, it, it, I think it probably comes down to Astorius, Hanahan, and Xavier Paul. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I haven't done the math players. on the roster yet. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't imagine Astorius being left off simply because Dusty's not going to want to have only one shortstop on the roster. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need you need a uh, middle infield. Dusty, on the bench, Dusty's going to want Dusty's going to want the defense. Yeah. No question about it. Oh, even I, you know, I, I don't think it's a I mean, dusty. Even you I could think have, any, I think any manager or any general manager would say, "Oh, we probably need." I mean, somebody that can play second if or you, shortstop. If you needed to, you could move BP to shortstop for a couple of innings if something happened to Cozart. And then, I think they'd be more likely to move Hanahan or Frazier over there. Yeah, just yeah, because get put away. Hanahan somewhere. Yeah. 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 But anyway, go ahead. I'd be surprised if Hanahan is left off in in place of for Hamilton to be on the team. Yeah. That to me makes the most sense, at least. Well, yeah, probably because the Sturrs can play third base if you really need them to. As far as pinch hitters go, you, I mean, you're already going to have, I mean, Chris Heisey, maybe Xavier Paul, Cesar Sturrs, who can pinch hit, who's shown that he can do that this year. I mean, uh, I don't know what Hanahan gives you that you don't already have in those other guys. You might be surprised to know that Jack Hanahan has a higher on-base percentage than Todd Frazier, Ryan Hannigan, Brandon Phillips, Ryan Ludwig, Devin Mesoraco, Zach Kozar, Chris Heisey. So. Small sample size. Small sample size. <laughs> I know, but you I'm just saying it. you might be surprised <laughs> to know that. Nailed it. So with Billy Hamilton getting the start tonight, is, is this a uh, – Mini tryout, you think, for the playoff roster to see if Dusty can use him in any situation other than just pinch running, or do you think he's just getting a start? I, I, I don't think so. I think it's more of just to kind of get his confidence up at the plate a little bit, because you know, for as much as Billy Hamilton's done since he's got up here and the impact that he's had, he still hasn't had a hit yet. So I think it's also Dusty wanting to try him out on defense because remember this is an AL team and if he just wanted to get Hamilton the at bats he would just stuck him in a DH spot as opposed to uh, you know put Heisey in center field which we know he can play yeah. or uh, or somebody else. 
I think it's interesting that after the whole year of having Derek Robinson on the lineup, uh, this is the first time they've moved Chu to left field. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. It's you know as resistant as Dusty's been to doing that, and you know from day from day two of the season where you know that they could have put Robinson there, they could have put Heisey in center, but Dusty was very adamant that Shinsu Chu was my center fielder in. I mean, I understand why they do that with Hamilton because Hamilton hasn't played outfield enough to be able to say, well, he can just pop over to left field. Yeah. I mean, I understand why they do that, but it's still just, I mean, it's it's weird to me that, uh, you know, obviously Chu has been solid in center field and nobody would complain about it. Um, but, you know, come on, Derek Robinson can play center field a hell of a lot better than Shinsu Chu. Right. right. No, I, I noticed the same thing today. I thought that was really interesting. It almost makes me think um, you know if they have any hopes to resign to which I don't think any of us think they will maybe it's a, a peek into the future if they think they can with Hamilton in center chewing left, and left. Yeah, we still yeah, have I, year that much into it. I think they just wanted to get Hamilton a start versus a lousy team and uh, you know they wanted to leave Chew's bat in there Yeah, and we have another year of Ludwig anyway so right. yeah. who's making like what 8 million dollars next year exactly yeah, yeah. You have, you're gonna have like, to put that guy somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. You're not, you're not getting rid of that contract. But then again, so is Jonathan Broxton. So whatever. Well, money yeah, is just money. Yeah. <laughs> Ludwig, when he's healthy, has proven to be valuable. <laughs> so that actually kind of uh, that almost kills one of the. Uh, we uh, we did put some questions to the readers and listeners. In the uh, RR Fun Bag segment. And, and people that lie about Actually, that's, that's actually one of the questions was kind of, you know, what's, what's the plan in center field next year? And I think, I think that's, it's worth the discussion. I mean, with what we've seen from Billy Hamilton, I don't really know if there's – I mean, can you pencil Billy Hamilton in for the opening day in 2014, batting leadoff, playing center field yet? Uh, in the nice. same way, that, no, I'm not, in the same way that we did that as for Brandon Larson, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just not sold on that yet. Uh, I think what do you guys think? If you were, if you were sold on that, I mean that that's been the plan since I mean since they traded for Chu basically, right? And since they moved Billy to the center. So. What, what do you think, Joel? If uh, if Billy were to start, you know the majority of games next year, what type of slash line do you think he's, he could put up at this point? I, I, I'll i be honest, I don't. I haven't seen him hit enough to be able to, because you hear a lot of reports that, oh, he got a lot better uh, as the year went on. He kind of cleaned some stuff up, blah, 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 all that. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know that you can trust his statistics yet. Yeah. Uh, I, think, uh, I think if I'm him, I'm sitting and talking to Shinsu Chu uh, which would, first of all, be an interesting conversation because I actually understand Chu a lot better when he talks than I do Hamilton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the but but um, so anyway, I, I would be talking to Chu and just say, okay, uh, how do you do it? You know, what are you doing to get yourself on base all the time? Mm. Um, you know, not talk to Joey because Joey he won't understand Joey, um, and because Joey's you know. There's, Probably a couple levels removed from a, Chu in terms of just a different you know, hitter. The process, but um, you know, you, 
just go and talk to you know all these guys, talk to Chu, and try to figure out okay, how do I how do I improve myself for getting on base and do that a little better. Well, you can raise, if you listen to Chu, you could probably raise your OBP by twenty points just by leaning leaning into pitches. Yeah. Right. You know. right. <laughs> But, I mean, I think without the on-base percentage next year, it doesn't really matter. He's never going to hit for power. Yeah. And, uh, but that's, yeah, know. and that's not really what he's there for anyway. Right, right, exactly. But, it, you know, if he's going to, if he comes up and hits 220 and he's and he's not drawing walks, he's not going to be a very useful player. Well, and yeah, yeah, you've got I, Jody Gaff right then. And I think, I think that's been Billy Hamilton's M.O. just coming up. I mean, if you go back and look and see how – you know, every year since he's, I mean, I guess I've been paying attention to the minor leagues more than most people, but, you know, it seems like every level he kind of does that where he's, he starts off slowly, you know, you'll see him hit, you know, in the 220s, 230s for, I mean, last year in double uh, A, he was hitting under 200 for a good por- portion of the season. And then, you know, something will finally click sometime around June and he'll just go on a tear. And I think... That's that's it's fine when you're in the minor leagues because the pressure isn't on you. But you know when you you're in front of the fans every day, and you know if you're if you're Billy Hamilton and it's the middle of May and you're hitting a buck eighty five, yeah, for for the big league team and you're starting every day because that's the expectation put upon you. I I think that the fan base will turn on him really quickly, and I don't. I don't want to uh, see that. Oh, yeah. Think of the, uh, you know, if you're a top prospect with the Reds and you don't win an MVP or Cy Young within your first couple of years, <laughs> you're a failure in a lot yeah. of people's eyes. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, home, I mean these are Bailey, people Jay that Bruce. view Adam Dunn as a failure. Yeah. Well, and this, these are also people that watched Brandon Larson for three right. years in a row, pretty much, right? Well, and sometimes you win an MVP and then you have a quote unquote down season and then everybody thinks that you're worthless. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, The concern for me about Hamilton is that he was better in August, they say, Mm -hmm. and he still only batted 270 and only had a 300 on-base percentage. So, um, you know, I'm I'm a little concerned that he's going to get up to the big leagues, and and not to be cliche, but basically the pitchers are going to be knocking the bat out of his hands. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I haven't seen him a whole lot, so I'm not going to, you know, and I'm by far, I'm by no means a scout, but... That, you know that's a big concern for me that he just doesn't have enough pop in his bat to encourage pitchers to throw him strikes. So he's got to find ways to get on base. Mm-hmm. Well, and you and can't steal first. Call me paranoid. Not throw. <laughs> okay. Uh, call me paranoid, but I'm also a little worried about at this stage in his development, uh, Dusty Baker getting into his head of the uh, always be aggressive, always swing early approach, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Yeah, I mean. That certainly wouldn't be good. It works for some guys, but a guy like Billy Hamilton, you know, I would much rather see him take, honestly, the Shinsu two approach where, you know, you see a lot of pitches, <laughs> lean, lean into one, everyone, do, do whatever you can to get on base. And that's... Well, I have a question. I wonder if, you know, he certainly doesn't have any power in terms of home runs, but right. I wonder if his speed is enough to turn enough singles into doubles and doubles into triples oh. that, that he could have a respectable, you know, certainly oh, yeah. not great, but a respectable it'll, slugging. It'll inflate his slugging percentage for sure. Mm-hmm. I think we've, but, you know, we've seen that. Again, in August, he had 
three doubles and two triples and 31 hits. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's, still a he's going hitter. to get, I mean, he's going to get more <laughs> hits by hitting the, if, you know, if he's making contact, he's going to be, you know, just beating, beating stuff out a lot. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, we saw that from Drew Stubbs a lot, you know, him hitting routine ground balls to shortstop and beating them out. And I expect that kind of stuff from Hamilton. You know, it's just a long-term concern of eventually pitchers are going to not be afraid to throw him strikes. Right. Double truth, Ruth. <laughs> All right. So uh, no, I will, I will we do the right things on. I'm, that. I'm telling you. All right. So Wick couldn't be on uh, tonight's podcast, but he did provide us with a bunch of good fun back questions. So are you looking? Are you, are you looking at? This? I'm trying to. Okay. So the first one, actually, I think the first one will be for Joel. Why are Fox Sports Ohio trivia questions so much better during road games than at home? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, I actually only... That's a low blow. Out, I only actually help out with about half of the, uh, of the trivia questions. Oh, man. Some of them are done by uh, producer Josh Hall, and some of them are done by the uh, font coordinator, Lauren White. So, um, you know... You can't always blame it on me. The good ones are by me, typically. Um, of course, of I'm course. A yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like this third question, but I'm going to censor it a little bit. Oh, the one about uh, RSBI? No, the last, the other one. Oh, the one. Uh, so, are you have you have Johnny Cueto, you have Matt Latos, and you have Homer Bailey. Mary Boffer kill. Yes. And in in this case, obviously, Mary will be signed long term. Would you say Boff? Yes. Boff will be a trade. Get rid of. Or no, no, no. That would be kill. That's kill. Kill is trade. Boff is go to free agency and get a comp pick. Let let them go. And that's out of out of the three starters: Cueto, Latos, and Bailey. What do you guys think? Mary Cueto. Or wait, wait, no. Mary Mary Latos, Boff, Cueto, and then. Uh, Kill Bailey. Well, see, mm. I, I don't like the question just because they're in different contract status. Yeah, that's I, what makes it a bit complicated. That's... I will, I will say that I know which one I'm not marrying. And that's Quato. Quato. and that's Quato. Yeah, I mean, I want Latos to be signed long term because I think, frankly, we're we would get the most mileage out of him. Yeah. long term. And but at the same time, I think you could do that with. Bailey too. And yeah, you could, you could get a you could get a good return on your investment there too. Right, and my only concern with Bailey has uh, you know was his health issues a couple of seasons ago. Right, you know, and Latos has never had that issue. So yeah, I don't know if it's you're <laughs> playing Russian roulette at that point or you just. But then again, Latos is a bigger guy, also. Exactly. Keeping for keep now that in mind, he's a lot sturdier for now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've we've seen uh, Bailey grow in the off season. Yeah. Sure. Tell me more about this Latos's build, Brandon. <laughs> well, breathing heavily into the microphone. Yes. Can we go in a private chat room and do this? Chat roulette. <laughs> um, I I I don't think that Homer Bailey is going to sign a contract with the Reds. Um, and that being the case, I think you, he's the one you trade. Um, just because of that, I think, uh, and I, and I think that they, I mean, I, I have no 
insider information on this. I just my hunch tells me that they're at least going to try to trade Bailey this offseason. Hmm. And then I would worry about that, not necessarily just for uh, Bailey, but I've heard that the Reds might also consider shopping Cueto. And you know, I don't. The Reds don't have much depth. You know, after Singrani, what what do they got? You know. It would worry me to be left with five capable starting pitchers. Not to mention, what are they going to do with Arroyo? So I mean, well, I think if they were to trade, um, I think if they were to trade Bailey, they would sign Arroyo. Yeah, yeah. For probably for a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Enough time for Bob Steele. Yeah, to get I mean, up you get and, right. You don't think someone else is going to offer Bronson three years? Um, I don't know. They might. It, it I don't is... think anybody else has the advantage that the Reds have that Bronson really likes being in Cincinnati. Yeah, and he—I mean—he likes working with Brian Price, and that's. Yeah, that's if we keep Hannigan, that's like uh, you know, that's basically uh, you know his. Uh, I mean, but if you get rid of Cueto and assuming you get rid of Cueto and Bailey, and you plug in what Singrani. Well, they're not going to be able to trade Cueto this off season. Uh, not, I mean, it would be silly to because he's at his you would not point. Get, the whole idea would, would be trading. Of he trading Bailey is that one, he's probably going to be at his highest level, and two, yeah. um, you know, he's got one year left before he's a free agent. I'm not saying I would necessarily trade Bailey. I just think they're going to try. Huh. And I mean, you're you. There's a good chance you can get a really good bat. You might be able to get a really good third base bat, or you might be able to get a really good center fielder. Yeah. Um, by trading Bailey, so you know you can't. Yeah, you don't want to trade somebody like Bailey, but you know. Yeah, I think Walt's pretty good at making these kinds of deals, so I'll, you know I'll give him the benefit of the doubt if he does decide to trade him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean basically, he's, he's done uh, that in the yeah. past, right? Well, yeah. Last offseason, he got away with highway robbery by getting a shoe for Didi Gregorius. Yeah, frankly. And Stubbs. And Stubbs. Yeah. And Stubbs. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> although, although I have I have seen the rumor that. Uh, if if the Indians decide to get rid of Stubbs in the offseason, he becomes a free agent. Oh, great. Then he could, uh, there's a chance that he could sign back with the Reds. Because he's endeared back, so much. He's yeah. endeared himself so well. I tend to think that the Reds wouldn't do that, but I, yeah. I, I think it's, it's a funny Twitter. thing to think about. Can you imagine Twitter if the Reds let you walk and free sign Stubbs? I don't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, well. Uh, we hate Twitter. Well, so ask us questions yeah. next time on the Red Reporter Fun Bag. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, let's just look at look at, at uh, the series ahead. Um, you know, obviously, everybody at this point kind of – we have a pretty good idea of what is going to happen the rest of the season. You know, there's six against the Pirates and three against the Mets. Yep. So that's – that's what it is. The Harveyless Mets. Well, well, given how quickly Scott tends to uh, edit these podcasts, the season is probably over by the time this is aired. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Good, good question. <laughs> yeah, it's a damn shame it takes about 48 hours to, you know, have a half hour. Or actually, it takes like three three times as long as it takes to record this thing just to edit all the dead air that you provide, Carrie. So, <laughs> you're welcome. All right. Well, uh, I guess with that, we'll just wrap it up then. Um, you know, uh, on a positive note. Yeah, on that, on that just brilliant positive note. So uh, make sure to come visit us at redreporter.com. Um, 
And uh, make sure to subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Follow us Go on to the, Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Red Reporter. Help us troll Joel Luckup on Twitter, and you can get his uh, Twitter handle by searching, what is it, Joel? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's J Luckhopped. Yeah. Yeah. If you can spell it. It's spelled like it sounds, right? If you can yes. spell it, he will follow you. He won't follow you back. I but won't probably you. not. Yeah. I am not on team follow back. Oh. No. Me, he me, ain't no, me neither, Joel. He ain't I... no follow back girl. <laughs> so, uh, By the way, the Pirates are losing one to nothing. Oh, future, future fans already know the outcome of that game. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Maybe they'll tell us. Maybe, maybe they'll write in to the next Red Reporter fun bag. And tell us what happened in that game that we're not watching right now. I'll bring the Ouija board next time, too. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, for, for Scott and Carrie, and uh, I want to thank our guest, Joel Luckup, for, uh, for joining us this week. Yeah. It was, was, it was great. It was incredibly odd because often Milford men are neither seen nor heard. This is, this is, <laughs> well done. This is a uh, far cry. Oh, that's right. You guys think I look like that one guy. Yeah. That's it, funny. It was going to get in somewhere. Well, yeah. And, it was going to get in somewhere. Join us next week when our guest will be Tony Hale. <laughs> I was, that was this week. It was, we have Will Arnett next week. It's going to be great. Oh, oh okay. So, uh, <laughs> for, for the I rest. I want to thank my host, my gracious host, BK, Scott, Carrie for allowing me to be on your show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joel. This, it was much and actually, you. what I was going to bring up, Joel, this is a, a far cry from Red Reporter After Dark, huh? It is. Where we had awkward... That w- We had an hour of awkward silence that nobody edited, so... Yeah. This is, uh... I, I think Red Reporter is making a step in the right direction, so... Uh, Sooner or later, we'll have theme for, music. For, for this whole Motley crew, this is BK signing off. Later. <laughs>